Hey guys, it's Michelle here, the founder and CEO of iHelpMoms.com, where we are on a mission to connect you to the world's top family experts that make motherhood easier, healthier, and happier. And I am so excited for today's guest. Her name is Jacqueline Kinster. She is the founder of Holistic Lactation. And on today's show, we are going to really dig deep and help moms be educated and empowered along their breastfeeding journey. So thank you for being on, Jacqueline. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I was just looking at your Instagram and watching your videos and listening to your podcast, and you are just a wealth of knowledge for moms. So I want to dive right into this amazing information and say thank you so much because, wow, this is going to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited. Cool. So, you know, when I was reading a little bit about your background as a stockbroker and then your journey into motherhood, it really resonated with me, Jacqueline, because, you know, like yourself as a career woman, a professional person, I too entered into motherhood thinking, you know what, I've got great midwife. I've I've done the breastfeeding pre-classes. I've read all the books. I am ready for this. And breastfeeding was definitely very surprising to me, if I'm really honest. What was your journey like? Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because mine was very similar. I felt like I was so prepared. I read <laughs> books. I took a breastfeeding class. I attended Bradley Method for 12 <laughs> weeks. I hired a midwife, like all the things. I had a doula, you know, and then I just, you know, I remember my son was born and they, they put him on me and, and my birth didn't go according to plan either, but, um, they put him on me and then all of a sudden there was this pressure to like get him to latch right away. And I just didn't really know how to do it. If you've never mechanically done something before, it's like, you could read a book about how to ride a bike, but until you get on a bike, <laughs> you don't know how to ride. You might understand how to yeah. ride a bike, but you don't know how to ride a bike. And that's what I find with breastfeeding mm. where, the, the whole concept of even latching, like you can't watch videos and read about it. You're not going to learn until you actually just try to do it. And so, yeah, I uh, was sort of taken by surprise and, and just the first day in the hospital was, was very rough. I was essentially told that I wasn't doing it right, but I wasn't told how to do it the right yeah. way. Yeah. And I just felt shamed and I felt ignored and I just felt like, I want to get the heck out of here and just go home and just figure it out on my own without someone nannying me and watching over me. And so, yeah, that kind of support is, is not at all the the type of support that I provide because it, it's, it's harmful to women to just, you know, force a latch and just tell them that they're doing it wrong and you don't give them the tools and, and support that they need to actually do it well. Yeah. I love that we're talking about this and I hope for the moms listening that you feel like you're getting a big hug from us because, you know, I know you talked about this on one of your last podcasts and I want to have you on again to talk about this further, but all three of my daughters had tongue and lip ties awful and no one ever talked about it. And it was the most painful thing. And I too felt an extreme sense of failure. I I had postpartum depression already. And then having kids with tongue and lip ties only, exasperated the situation because I really felt people thought I was making it up. And so I was just super frustrated. So thankfully, by the time I had my second, third child, a lactation consultant was actually already on my list of like, uh, 
baby registry items that I wanted and the second person in to see the baby after I had them because I knew I needed help and that breastfeeding was really important to me and that lactation consultants like yourself are a vital part of the village for moms. So I love, love, love what you're doing. And, you know, one of the questions that I had um, when I first had my daughter was, wow, how do I maintain my milk supply? How do I increase my milk supply? There's all these cookies and, you know, oatmeals and beers and like, you know, just these, you know, some, some of them, you know, old wives tales, some of them marketing pushes. How do moms really get down to the gist of how do I maintain and increase my milk supply? That is such an excellent question. And and you brought up many of the things that moms think of. And in fact, I got a message from a friend the other day who's going to have her baby very soon. And she said, hey, can you send me those lactation cookie recipes you posted about around Christmas? I want to have my mom make some and freeze some. And I was like, well, I can. But to be just honest with you, like if you're worried about your milk supply, a lactation cookie is not going to fix it. Mm, boom. Um, <laughs> love it. I That's so true. It, I just love your honesty. And I, I just hope moms hear that getting to an yeah. expert lactation consultant is your solution. A cookie is just a, a band-aid. It's well, yeah, really and getting to an expert. Absolutely. It's an expert. And, and again, it's, it's, you know, it's a nice treat to have, you know, but if you want to have a cookie, have a cookie. Um, <laughs> and the other thing is that unfortunately processed foods and sugars can, you know, create some, some dietary changes that then create hormonal changes that then maybe actually compromise your milk supply. So if you want to get prepared ahead of time, nourishing meals, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but you know, you asked how to get off to a great start. Yeah. You know, I, I see it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, it, it can work, right. I've seen celebrities who have breastfed and they'll say, Oh, I, I pumped every two hours after I had my baby, you know, I put them to the breast and then I pumped and I'm like, well, you know, that might be great for some moms, but that also might be near impossible for other yeah. moms. And really it's just getting your baby to the breast early and often. And right after you have the baby, truthfully, you're really the only person that should be holding that baby about 90% of the time. The other times mm -hmm. are going to be for, you know, health checks or, or any other necessities, but skin to skin with you, nursing on demand, not swaddled up, not being passed around to visitors and all of that, because those are the things that, you know, really hamper your baby's instincts and reflexes to go to the breast to stimulate your milk production. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love everything you've covered in there. And it really leads me to encouraging moms to, to really connect to a great lactation consultant, ideally before birth, so you can interview them and really get a feel for that birth team member. But also, you know, I con contacted one after birth once I was having some problems too. So just connecting to that expert because you actually have someone customized, on-call, available for you, which leads me to the next topic that so many moms want to know and why I love having a lactation consultant as part of the birth team is how do I know if my baby's getting enough milk? Yeah, that's, that's a really great question. Uh, you know, there's a lot of factors and, and some of the gold standard things that are generally taught, or if you read online, it'll say, oh, watch diaper output or, you know, signs for dehydration, you know, they should have this many wet diapers, you know, on this day old and this many stools and things like that. And that, that can be a guidepost that can be a sign. Um, but also babies who are falling asleep very quickly early on in the feeding, like within the first few minutes, 
I might question whether or not they're getting enough to eat, uh, babies that are taking a very long time to eat. But then this is why you need to hire a lactation consultant because that's not the case for every baby. A baby mm-hmm. who had a medicated birth, we have to factor that in, you know, yeah. that they they uh, had some medications that they're working off that make them sleepier or whatever. Mm-hmm. They may have some other physical challenges that, you know, it's okay for them to take longer with feeding. It doesn't mean that they're not getting enough. And so moms ask that, like, how do I know? And I'm like, well, you don't actually know. But to be honest with you, like, the only way we're going to know is a couple things. One, by assessing their their swallowing um, and their weight gain trends over time. Mm-hmm. And nobody likes to hear that. But, you know, to even for me, when I do an appointment with someone, if I weigh the baby before and after the feeding, I can tell you how much milk they got at that feeding. But that doesn't mean that they get that much milk at every other feeding. So yeah. looking at weight gain I wouldn't even say from day to day necessarily kind of want to give it a few days, but generally week by week. And just if they're moving mm. upward and they're following the growth curve, that's what we're looking for because there's growth spurts. There's, you know, maybe a slight illness. There's, there's other things factoring in where their feeding patterns might change. Yeah, no, I love that. And, you know, I actually had so much trouble myself breastfeeding. I bought a scale for $19 on Amazon and I, I did track it. So you know, for type A moms like me, <laughs> it was definitely helpful to to really like know. And from doing that and having a lactation consultant in my village, you know, I did know then that my baby wasn't getting enough and I needed to go have tongue and lip tie assessed and move forward in, in some different things. So I love that you track over a little bit longer period of time. I think it helps decrease that stress level on moms. And one of the most um, kind of prevalent questions that we get from moms is, you know, that first latch, maybe that first week, first couple weeks, what are some suggestions you have if moms are having some latch pain? Um, Because I think sometimes moms, you know, maybe fall away from breastfeeding because they may that latch that first couple days or a little bit of nipple soreness. Do you have any suggestions for moms that may be feeling that? Yeah, definitely. That's a great question. You know, I think that there needs to be a distinction made between soreness and pain. While some slight soreness might be normal, and I've never seen soreness on its own deter a mother from breastfeeding, um, actual pain is not normal. And Mm. so if you are experiencing that, you really need to hire a lactation consultant ASAP. Because yeah. it could be ties, it could be something else. Yeah. And it's really important that you get that treated early on because if you let it go on, not only do you risk giving up breastfeeding very early, but you also risk, you know, mastitis, infection of your nipple tissue, uh, and, and your baby may not be getting enough milk um, if they're causing you pain. And so these are important things to look at. But if it's just mild soreness and that's something you can take care of on your own. I do recommend a nice organic nipple cream, something that's either, um, I like olive oil based, um, especially even ozonated olive oil, which stinks by the way, it does not smell very good, but it is incredibly healing for tissue Mm. or anything with calendula in it. Um, those are the two ingredients, but if you really don't have anything on hand, you could just really honestly express some breast milk, a couple drops onto your nipple and let it air dry and breast milk as hopefully we know, uh, is very, very healing and it's great to just use, um, by itself. 
Absolutely. Those are great suggestions. And I really appreciate you, um, you know, be willing to give our reader and our listeners some of those suggestions so that we can, again, make motherhood easier because you've got great tips. So it's awesome. And then, you know, as we kind of flow through knowing if your baby's getting enough milk, maintaining that milk supply, then increasing that milk supply if needed. I think a lot of moms then, you know, get ready to return to work or maybe they just want to have some breast milk on hand so they can take a break once in a while. Um, What are some of your tips for really helping moms wrap their brain around that next transition? Yeah, that's a that's a very good question. Do you mean in terms of just like the emotional separation from their baby or the practical things about actually getting the milk for their baby? Yeah, I think um, really the practical steps of how do you begin to measure and make sure that you will have enough to leave your baby and return to work. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So really you only need on average um, as many ounces for as many hours as you're away from your baby. So if you are gone for nine hours, you know, you work an eight hour day, you've got an an hour total commute uh, to work and then home, uh, then, you know, you need an average of nine ounces. Now that doesn't mean exactly that amount or, or whatever. If you're like most moms, you want to have some sort of a buffer in place. So I'd say, hey, for that first day back, have like 12 ounces if you're going to be gone for nine hours. Um, and here's the thing is you only need as much milk really as as for that first day. Because while you're away from your baby, you'll be pumping and then that milk will be for the next day. But most moms don't like not having that much of an insurance policy in place. So they'll usually have enough for like the first week. So if you wanted to do that, um, but you know, you don't want to, ideally you don't want to start pumping as soon as you have the baby, unless for some reason you have to give yourself a couple weeks of a good baby moon, and then you can introduce pumping once or Mm -hmm. twice a day, try to do it around the same time of day, right after you breastfeed or no more than 30 minutes after you just breastfed. And then you'll slowly start saving up and stockpiling that milk for when you go back to work and you'll have plenty available to you. Um, But the one thing I will say about that is that, you know, a lot of moms are shocked to hear that their babies don't need that much in bottles when they're gone. You know, your breastfed baby should only be taking two to five ounces per feeding. And so if you are in a childcare situation where they're telling you that your baby is drinking five or six ounces or four or five ounces, even for every feeding, what's happening is that they're overfeeding your baby. And there needs to be some education with that caregiver about bottle feeding practices, uh, especially and using the paste bottle feeding technique. Uh, And also it may be that you're using the wrong bottle or bottle nipple for your baby. And so that's encouraging them to overfeed And what unfortunately happens is those babies, their tummies are getting stretched out by too much volume that they would Mm. never be getting at the breast. And then they don't feel full on smaller amounts anymore. So an appropriate amount of milk no longer makes them feel full. So then they, you know, we get into that story of, well, but they're out, you know, I feed her three ounces and she's still hungry. And you're like, well, yeah, because her tummy is used to getting five. So we can't just suddenly backtrack it. So if you just start out from the beginning with paste bottle feeding, the right bottle nipple, the slowest flow possible. Um, and then, you know, you go back to work, then you don't run into that situation where now you can't keep up with the milk that they're feeding your baby. Yeah. I love too, what you're saying is that's why it's so beneficial to have a lactation expert like yourself, because when you have pumping questions, like I remember 
trying to figure out, you know, in between that first kind of baby moon and then needing to pump some milk, like, how do I pump? When do I pump? When's the ideal time to pump? And by having someone like yourself in our corner as a, you know, our part of our village and our tribe, you really are there to help guide that process to decrease that anxiety and that sense of overwhelm and make that transition back to work so easy. So I love these tips you've given. They're just amazing. And I wanted to know, do you have a pump that you recommend for moms? That's a good question. You know, I think before I even answer that question, something I'd like to point out is that nobody likes to hear this, but technically breast pumps are medical devices. As are bottles and pacifiers and nipple shields, all of these are actually medical devices that should be used, um, you know, based on a, a clinician actually guiding you to what is appropriate for you to use. Because every mom is different, every baby is different. So even if I go out there and tell you I like this pump brand or any of that, the flange size is specific to you, the yeah. flange type is specific. So there's many times where I've got the right size for a mom, but because of her nipple tissue, she needs to use a different type of flange entirely. And so Mm. this really does need to be, it's not a one size fits all. It's not like you just go on Amazon and you buy this breast pump and it's just going to magically work for you. Yeah. Oftentimes there's tweaks that need to be made and maybe you need to be using a different suction level or, you know, whatever it is. And I know all the speech language pathologists out there will agree with me when I say, Bottle feeding is very individual to the baby. It really, to it's it's mind blowing to me that we as consumers can literally just go walk into a big box store or go on Amazon and order bottles for our babies because the bottle your baby feeds with and the way your baby breastfeeds that actually sets up their oral structure and development for their entire life. Wow! And so all the marketing hype, oh, this one's more like the breast. I guarantee you, if it says that, it's totally not. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> that is like that is a, like a red flag. Like, do not buy that. Wow! Bottle. But um, but when it comes to breast pumps, I will say, still like the gold standard for me has always been a double electric breast pump, um, the most powerful one that seems to be the most comfortable the, that my clients love over and over again is the Spectra breast pump. Um, I love and, Spectra. Huge, huge, huge fan. Like, love yeah. them. And I love yeah. the owner. I think they're, it's it's a great product. But I do agree with you, again, getting to an expert to make sure that it's fitted right. It is a medical device and making sure that it's tweaked and, and really customized for your body, your nipples, your needs is super important. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. All right. So such amazing information, such great insight. I love your honesty. And, you know, the last thing that I would love to ask you after helping so many moms um, along their breastfeeding journeys is what is your biggest piece of advice for moms like you and I out there who maybe thought this is going to be really easy and it's been a bit of a surprising journey and, um, you know, they, they might want some encouragement from you or a reality check or just um, a, touch of, a touch of insight of how do we decrease our overwhelm and our stress to really see the light at the end of the tunnel? That's such a good question. And I wish someone would have talked to me about this before I ever became a mom. And there's, there's a couple things, but for me, uh, what it really comes down to is that I think more moms need to hear the message of breastfeeding doesn't have to be all or nothing. So Mm. if you need interventions to make breastfeeding work, those should be temporary and you should be working with your lactation consultant to move through those and, and not need them anymore. 
Um, but you know, if your baby needs a bottle with formula right now, that doesn't mean that you can't ultimately make breastfeeding work. So it's okay to let go a little bit and say, okay, well right now, you know, I, all I can do is my best. Mm. And that, is good enough. Every little bit of breastfeeding or breast milk that you can give your baby is a huge gift and has so many amazing properties that are incredibly beneficial to your baby. So if for some reason, you know, you're an exclusive pumping mom or you don't make enough milk or, you know, you can't feed at the breast because you're at work or whatever, I I really want moms to feel okay with that and to accept where they are and that their journey might look different from other moms on Instagram or Pinterest or whatever. And a good lactation consultant will always support you in your goals with Mm -hmm. breastfeeding. We're never trying to say, well, if, if you can't get your baby to latch at the breast, like then it's, you're not doing it right. Like that's not the approach that we should be taking. And I never do that with my clients. If you come to me and you say, you know what, I just, I want to exclusively pump or, you know, I can only make half as much bulk as my baby needs, but I want to optimize things. Great. Let's work on that. Let's get you to your goals. And and I would say, set your own goals. Don't set goals that anyone else thinks that you should have. Wow. That's so true. And it's so beautiful. And I think less comparison to those Instagram images and the other moms around us are really tapping into our own motherly intuition and making sure that we get to experts just like you, Jacqueline, is really going to set moms up for a beautiful customized journey to feed their baby the best that they can. So thank you so much for being here. I'm truly honored to learn from you and with you. I hope that more moms really connect to lactation consultants and will connect to your page because you are a wealth of information. So thank you for being an amazing expert. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'm just excited to share this information with your listeners and have more moms get to learn it. Oh, thank you so much. All right. We will talk to you later. Have a blessed day. Bye, Jacqueline. Bye. Thank you.